Now, we continue with Mile High Magazine. Here's your host, Murphy Houston. And welcome in. It's another edition of Mile High Magazine. And I'm Murphy Houston. Hope you're having a great day. Today, it's about the Salvation Army. Love the Salvation Army. And we want to really help them during the holiday season. And joining me today is Major Richard Peace. Major, can, would I call you Major or Richard? Yeah, Richard. Uh, you know, just, you're kind of easy going about that. Yeah, I've been called a lot of things. So. <laughs> no, wait a minute. Feel free to. <laughs> Not you. Ad lib. So how long have you been with the Salvation Army? Uh, well, I've been a member of the Salvation Army for about 35 years. Wow. Uh, yeah. I uh, started as a teenager. My parents went to the Salvation Army Church, and I've just kind of grown up in it since then. Wow. That's a great story. Yeah. And I've been a Salvation Army officer uh, since 1996. So always in Colorado or? No, actually, uh, um, my wife and I uh, first had to run a Salvation Army in Hawaii for four years. That was pretty rough. Wow. Yeah. You know, right out of seminary, go to Hawaii and. How'd you get that lucky number? Uh, I don't know. I, the Lord blessed us that, <laughs> think, uh, that day. That's um, all you have to do. It's God's plan. It was God's plan. It was right. great. I could uh, golf on Christmas Day in shorts. I don't, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, but uh, then we've also lived in Montana. So um, went kind of from one uh, from the South Pacific Paradise to uh, Paradise of Bozeman, Montana, and uh, Utah, New Jersey, Southern California, which I'm glad to be from, and uh, here. <laughs> And in Washington State. Wow, you have yeah. gotten around. Yeah, get around it's, a little bit. It's like military. It is, yeah. About every three to five years, they move us around for different things. So, so you think you'll be here in Denver for a while? I hope so. I've got a uh, sophomore in high school, so I need to oh. get, him, get him through high school and uh, yeah. maybe yeah. a little beyond. And, and my in-laws live here in Denver, so it's uh, convenient. I can now vacation other places. Yeah. Plus, it's Colorado. Yeah, it's Colorado. You can't beat it. No, it could be worse. It's going to be 60 degrees today. How can you beat that? I mean, really, it is. Yeah. Nice, nice times. So the Salvation Army doing the most good, and you guys certainly are. I've been affiliated for quite a few years with the Salvation Army because I really like what you do. And I think the thing that stands out for me, Major, is how you guys are kind of under the radar. You're just there. Yeah. You're just there. Yeah, we've uh, we've been there since 1887, so uh, here in Denver. And uh, you mentioned doing the most good. I mean, that's really... That's our promise to people that we're uh, we're going to do the most good for the people we serve. We're going to do the most good with the donations that we're given, and uh, just really try to make a difference in our community. Uh, let's talk about that. You guys have been around since what eighteen eighty seven? Yeah, in Denver, eighteen eighty seven. Right uh, in the world, eighteen sixty five. That's incredible, and yeah. you're going strong. Talk about what you do. People have an idea that yeah, you help the needy, but it's it's way more than that. It is. I mean. Um, so worldwide, if anything you can think of that uh, gets done, the Salvation Army does. So we're involved in disaster work. Uh, we help with, uh, obviously, during the holidays, we're very visible with our bell ringers and our seasonal assistants. But we have homeless shelters. Uh, we also have churches that uh, operate on Sundays and, and uh, do spiritual uh, growth for folks. Um, we're involved in uh, in other countries. We have hospitals. We have orphanages. Um, just all sorts of uh, things. It's it's almost too much to describe, um, but basically it's whatever the needs are in the community we're in, we try to meet those needs. And it's all age groups. It's not yep. just one select homeless families. That is part of it, but it's not just that. Yeah, it's it's all age groups. So we have um, character building programs. You know, we do scouting and those things. So we you know, have stuff for young people. We have bands. You know, the Salvation Army Band is pretty famous. Yeah, I worked with uh, one of them the other day. That was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're great. Uh, as a matter of fact, interesting um, 
Uh, fact, this year will mark the 100th year that the Salvation Army marches in the Rose Parade on uh, New Year's Day. Wow, that's so, quite an honor. Yeah, so if you watch, uh, we're the longest marching band in the uh, in the parade. Uh, if you watch it that day, you'll see the Salvation Army Oh, that's band cool. I'll be looking time. for that because we yeah. watch all those parades yeah. like everybody does. So uh, so we have music programs, and those are for all ages. We uh, have three in, in the Denver metro area. We have three senior housing uh, facilities that we work with uh, the Department of Housing and Urban Development on. So... We kind of cover the gamut. Well, and and it all takes money. It does. And it all takes donations. Yep. And you guys are still kind of under the radar when you ask for donations, except now. Except now. During the holiday season. Yeah, this is our our big time. About uh, 60 to 70% of our fundraising happens between October 1st and December 31st. And how's it going so far this year? Well, we're down a little bit, so we would encourage folks when they're out tomorrow getting those uh, last-minute uh, Christmas items. You know, you'll see our kettles out. Uh, certainly, we'd love it if you put change in there. If you want to make silent donations, those bills just fold up and fit right in there. <laughs> they fit nicely. They do, yeah. Um, if you're not going to get out, if you want to go online, uh, we have online giving. Uh, pretty much, you know, we're just asking is our neighbors to just be extra generous um, and help us out this holiday season. And like I always say, because I do some commercials for you guys here on uh, one of our stations, I always say, you know, if you've done it once, you can do it again. Yes, yeah, it's not a one-time thing. <laughs> no, we, it's not. We love it. Make it, uh, make it a tradition. And, uh, you know, the, the other way you can help us if you want to volunteer, we still got uh, opportunities for folks to volunteer, uh, not only during the holidays, but the rest of the year as well. Exactly. It's not just ringing the bells. No, no, there's other things. Uh, if you want to do feeding, you can, you can volunteer at one of our programs does that. We have after-school programs. We're always looking for volunteers for that. So it's, a variety of things. And you get a lot of families involved with that volunteer thing, which I think is great because you teach the kids about paying it forward and, and helping people at a young age so they do pay it forward. Yeah, exactly. Uh, matter of fact, so you would think my family, uh, my kids, would be just kind of forced to do it <laughs> and uh, be drug along. But uh, I have um, two adult children now. And they both um, volunteer a little bit for the Salvation Army because they enjoy being able to give back, not just because they grew up in it and mom and dad made them, but uh, they go out. um, We've had a tradition of going out on Christmas Eve and doing uh, bell ringing, and they'll take different spots. I have a son who plays a horn, and uh, he'll play this little family competition to see which of us can raise the most. Oh, yeah. You know, dad in his full uniform looking very official, (laughs) or uh, Sean playing his euphonium, or Richard doing his thing, so... Uh, we have a lot of fun. I think it's a great way to teach kids about uh, making our, our world better by giving back. Absolutely. Absolutely correct. And you also have the website, too. We talk about that, that org, which is so full of great ways to volunteer or how to make donations. Yes. Uh, just both those. It can link you to any of uh, – we have six Salvation Army units here in Metro Denver, and all of them are looking for volunteers. But, yeah, the org. you can, in two clicks, make a donation. It stays right here in the Denver metro area. Yeah, that's a question we need to address because people do ask me that. When you talk about Salvation Army, I don't know why people always have to think this, and not all do, but where's the money go? Who's getting all the money? Tell us where it all goes. Well, it stays right here in the community. So um, we're not a uh, top-down funded uh, organization. We're very grassroots, bottom-up funded. So the money stays right here in the community. Uh, It doesn't go off to our national headquarters or anything. Um, Matter of fact, People might find this interesting, but because of uh, my age, my children, I actually make more than our national commander. You do? I do. So Is that because of the years you've been involved? The years I've been involved in because I have because uh, of the size of my family. Um, but uh, it, so, you know, our folks, we don't make a lot. 
And so our money doesn't go to salaries and those kinds of things. It uh, goes to help people right here in the community. Well, which is very important, of course. Talking with a major Richard Pease, who's with the Salvation Army right here in Denver. And let's see, you're still out ringing bells till uh, Christmas Eve? Yep, through uh, most of our units stop around 2, 3 o'clock on uh, Christmas Eve because most of our um, core in Metro Denver have a Christmas Eve service. So there's another thing we do, Christmas Eve services. If you're looking for a place to... uh, celebrate Christmas Eve, come to one of our churches. Where are those churches? Do you have, uh, you, off the top of your head, Sure, locations? we have uh, one in Centennial. Uh, we ha- On Arapaho, uh, we have one. Our Denver Citadel Corps is right on Alameda, um, just east of Sheridan. Uh, we're in uh, West Adams, Broomfield, Aurora. Uh, our Denver Red Shield, which is uh, just outside of downtown uh, Denver. So we're kind of spread out across the valley. And if people are listening now and they still have a need, because we just helped uh, with our one of our TV stations here, Fox 31, with a big toy drive, and I know that's a big push for you guys this yep. year. Uh, if they still need something, can they still get it now for the holiday season? Uh, we'll do our best. Um, we, are, we have uh, distributed about 22,000 toys to over 9,000 children, uh, but we do still have some left. So, again, if they contact us through that uh, imsalvationarmy.org, or uh, they can call our phone number, which I should have memorized because it's at my um, office. At your house? But, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, it is It is my house. I should have it memorized. Um, but uh, our phone number is right there on the website as well. And you can reach that from your mobile phone and, uh, you know, just click the number and it'll call us. And we'll do our best, do our best to help everyone that uh, reaches out to us. Well, give us a, an idea, Major, of how many people you actually help right here in Denver proper let alone in the state of Colorado, but let's talk about Denver a little bit. Sure. Uh, well, last year it was a little over 200,000 people that we helped uh, right here in Denver. 200,000. 200,000 over the course of the year. 200. Think about that. Yeah. And some might even be your neighbors. I mean, people don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Yeah. So the help is there, but 200,000, that's yeah, a lot. If th- yeah, if you think about that, I th- I th- if I remember correctly, I'm, I'm fairly new to, to uh, Denver, but the population of Denver Metro is about 2.8 million. Right. Right. So almost 10% of uh, the population of uh, Denver, we've helped. Yeah. And uh, and we can only do that because folks support us and uh, help us. It's what we call the army behind the army that helps us out. Oh, I like that. Army behind the army. And let's again, let's talk about some of the help you provide. It's meals. It's what? It's a lot of different things. I we do know. a lot of different things. So we help... Uh, uh, obviously, the big things that you would see would be our homeless shelters. Uh, we have one that's the Crossroads Resource Center that's for single men um, and offers transitional living. We also have our uh, Lambeth Family Center, which is uh, geared towards homeless families, trying to get them back onto uh, self-sufficiency. We have uh, Housing Now, which is a program that we do in conjunction with several um, city and uh, county agencies in helping folks avoid homelessness. Uh, our... Um, Harbor Light program, which is uh, for men, it's a uh, drug and alcohol. Um, it's not really a rehabilitation; it's more of a prevention uh, program, I trying see. to prevent uh, relapse into that. We also then at our core community centers, we have food pantries uh, where um, you know folks come in, give them food boxes. We do uh, rent and utility assistance throughout uh, Metro Denver, um, and so we kind of help the gamut. You know, you've got single men, you've got families, we've got um, uh, the working poor. So, you know, you have people that are working two or three jobs just to make ends meet. We all know that uh, Denver is not the least expensive place in the world to live, but it's a great place to live, so people want to be here. Right. And uh, we definitely help those working poor uh, who, you know, maybe because because they're working so hard, they don't quite qualify 
for some of the um, assistance programs, but they're not quite making it, and so we help out with that. Um, our after-school programs, a lot of those we do scholarships for so that right. kids have a safe um, uh, nurturing place to uh, to go after school while parents are working. So a lot of stuff going on. Uh, speaking of children, children's safety is big for you guys. Making sure they're warm and fed and and safe. It is. Yep. Yeah. We have. Uh, matter of fact, it's interesting not only um, from that aspect, but also internally, we have an entire uh, program where we make sure that when uh, um, children and vulnerable adults come to us, they're protected um, because you know people do dumb things sometimes. Oh, you think? And uh, we want to make sure that our staff doesn't do things. Uh, that fall into that category. So we have a, a whole program to protect kids um, and uh, make sure that they're safe so that folks know that when they, they leave them with us or come to us, they're bringing them to a place that's that's safe and uh, really reinforces what they want to have, uh, the environment they want their kids to grow up in. And you do camps. We do camps. Yeah, we have a camp up in Estes Park uh, that each summer about nine, between 900 and 1,000 children uh, attend. A uh, beautiful place right outside of... Uh, about seven miles outside of Estes Park, you can see the twin sisters from it, uh, and it's uh, it's a fantastic uh, refuge right. to get kids to, so they kind of get out of uh, the uh, urban jungle, so to speak, and see what you know what a true um, uh, mountains are like. They're not just thinking it's those really tall buildings <laughs> in downtown <laughs> with glass windows. Yes, yeah, and they and they actually get to see. You know, uh, we're, we're fortunate. I was just talking with somebody before uh, I came in here about uh, White Christmas and. I kind of like the fact that I can see the white Christmas from my house because it's on those mountains where it belongs. Me, where it belongs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I know for a fact there are children who you know grow up and and don't ever get to those mountains, and we give them an opportunity to get up there, and it's amazing to see um, how they uh, how they react to seeing you know a deer uh, or elk walk through camp, and you know. Wow, I I would never have saw that. Not saw in my that. neighborhood. You would. Neighbor- no, no. So it's uh, it's amazing to get kids up into that and experience. And and it's a great camp. We have a zip line, and um, they get to learn a little bit about archery and uh, shoot air guns, and you know just have a lot of fun. It's a great uh, great place to go. That must uh, require a lot of volunteers. It does. Uh, we have uh, staff during the summer, but uh, certainly openings for volunteers as well. And uh, we have um, a few that work, that volunteer year-round to make sure the camp is ready. Well, and again, if you'd like to volunteer, it's imsalvationarmy.org. All that information is there. It is. Yeah, I've actually seen it firsthand. It's there. I know it yeah. is. And it's very easy to sign up. You know, it's like five clicks. You fill out a couple forms, and you're good to go. Let's talk about something that's kind of a big tradition for the Salvation Army in Denver is that big Christmas dinner that's coming up, and that's Christmas Eve. That is Christmas Eve, yep, right at the convention center. I'm actually in charge of it. so uh, You're cooking everything or what? Yeah, I get up up at 2 a.m. and start the hams. No, we have a a great chef um, that that prepares all the food, but um, at 11.30 on Christmas Eve morning, we open the doors there at the convention center, and we serve a holiday meal to anybody who'd like to come. It's... uh, Ham, mashed potatoes, green beans. Um, we have entertainment, and we have a special guest who's going to join us to take a um, detour before he makes his big trip. We'll be there. Really, the big uh, guy. The big guy is going to make a stop in and uh, visit any kids that come. So it's open to anybody. But how about volunteers for that? There's a lot of people that show up for that. There are. Uh, at this point, we have actually more volunteers. Oh. We know what to do with for that meal. So we can find other things for you to do. I never turn away volunteers, but uh, we have uh, that's something that we um, kind of have to plan in advance. And we have uh, 
many, many volunteers that make that meal happen. Well, that's a good thing. What time yeah. does that start on Christmas? Starts Day? at eleven thirty at the convention at the center. convention center, and we serve till about one o'clock. And there's a lot of parking down there too. There so. is a lot of parking, and uh, anybody who wants to come, it does. It's not just for, um, you know, folks. It's not just for the homeless. But uh, if you're alone on Christmas Eve and you want to have uh, Christmas Eve dinner with five hundred or six hundred of your closest friends, come on down, and we'll make it. It's a very family oriented. Uh, try to make it a family atmosphere, almost like going to grandma's for. For Christmas dinner. That's a great thing. Yeah. Because uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of people that don't have that. Yeah. And the Army Band will be there. Oh, they're it's great. part of the entertainment. They're so. great. They're yeah. great. So as we wrap up 2018, looking to 2019, what's your budget for the big big fundraising drive here at the end? It's fairly well, substantial. In, in Metro Denver, we're trying to raise about $1.2 million. So we've got a ways to go on We've that. got a ways to go. We're, we're a little behind. And uh, so we'd certainly encourage folks, if you can't make it to a kettle on uh, Christmas Eve, you can still give all the way up till, well, you give past the 31st of December. But, you know, if you want to get some benefit from our friends in Washington, you need to kind of give by December 31st. And, uh, again, you can do that in person. You can do the uh, web, imsalvationarmy.org. Uh, you can mail it in. There's a mailing address right. on there. That's right. Uh, you know, if you want to send it via Pony Express, we'll <laughs> stand out front and with a little hook and wait for them to come by or whatever it might be. Or the be, major but... will personally come to your house to pick sure. up that check. Sure. If you want to give me a call, I will swing by on Christmas Eve and uh, <laughs> happily take those uh, take those donations. Well, a busy it's... Christmas day, yeah, it... but uh, I can make I can make time if you if you want a uniformed Salvation Army officer to come by and. You know, thank you personally. You hear that bell ringing as they come up the sidewalk? It's, yeah, it's yeah I'll hop in Santa's sleigh and swing by. It's perfect. But you brought up a good point here when talking about ways that people can help out because could help them too. How about a nice end-of-the-year donation? Yeah, what about a tax deduction? Yeah, that would be fantastic. And uh, I still got time to take advantage of those uh, Colorado child care tax credits that would help our after-school programs. So there's a lot of ways that we can help you as you help others. That's the way it is. Yeah. Hand in hand. Yeah. So what's 2019 looking like? What, what, new goals, some new direction, what? What's happening with the Salvation Army? Uh, well, we're just looking for uh, ways that we can be more effective in meeting um, needs in our community. Got a few things we're exploring. I can't go into all of them, but uh, just some different ways that we're trying to uh, be a little bit more efficient, uh, maybe look at some unmet needs in our community and make sure that we're, we're addressing those. That's all important stuff because it never ends. I mean, no. you know it never ends. No. You know, we'd like to think that if uh, it would be great if we could work ourselves out of a job. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that would be ultimately the goal, right, of any any um, organization that's working with the poor. Um, but we also know we were reminded in Scripture that we'll always have the poor. So we know we're never going to work ourselves out of a job. We just need to do, uh, do the most good to make uh, the most difference for people in our community. Uh, and, and I must say, because I've actually done some research about – if I'm donating money, where's it going to the best use? So I know that I'm really helping out, and you are the guys. Yeah, we, it's, it's the Salvation Army. Yeah, we um, have, on average, about 82 cents of every dollar goes back into direct program service. So when you're giving to us, you know that you're actually making a difference um, in your community. Right here in Metro Denver, I mean, we're each and every day, um, the, uh, the fight against poverty uh, goes on. It's what we call the fight for good is happening every single day. And uh, we'd like to think that we're one of the best at making, uh, at doing the most good oh. with those resources. A couple of things I, I, I'd like to point out. One is I learned over the years of working with you guys, one of the worst things that happens in Colorado are floods or fires. Mm -hmm. Who's the first people there? 
Generally, it's us, <laughs> right? We have uh, we have a uh, very um, highly skilled disaster response team. We have mobile canteens that go out. And uh, while I wasn't here, I know the um, big fires we had just a couple of years ago. We were out there most of the summer um, supporting first responders, supporting those who had uh, been displaced. And uh, we do our best to be available twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for that. And you stay well beyond the end. When yes. some other folks might be saying, okay, everything is under control, we need to move on. Yeah, You guys stay until absolutely everything is possibly done that can be possibly done. <clears throat> yes, yep. And one of the things I think that's a hallmark of the Salvation Army is in, in uh, most communities, especially here in Colorado, we're there before disasters because we're already here. Right. We're there during the that's disaster. Right. Yeah. And we're still there after because we were here beforehand. So we're not going anywhere. We're part of the, you know, part of the fabric of the community. Well, it's like your family. Yes. That's exactly what you are. Definitely. And here's the other thing that always amazed me, because I'm sure all of you get calls from folks looking for donations, and they're all good charity organizations, calling your house saying, hey, our truck's going to be in your neighborhood. If you have something, leave it on your porch. You don't do that. No. We uh, we do, you know, uh, I'll be honest, we do some phone calls um, to folks that have uh, donated to us in the past just to remind them, you know, um, that, hey, that's that time of the year if you'd like to give, but right. we don't do a mass uh, telemarketing where we're just, you know, kind of picking names out of the, the phone book. Well, I, I guess the phone book doesn't exist anymore. No, but whatever what, no, whatever that is, yeah. you, you're giving uh, your age away. The database, I know. <laughs> the, uh, the mystical database, we don't do that. Uh, we really rely on folks and our, and our reputation to say, hey, you know, I want to be a part of the Salvation Army. Well, and they call you. That's yes, what I'm, that's, yeah, my point they call is us. call yep. you. Exactly. And you'll come to your house and get yes. whatever you want to yeah. donate. And and what do you do with the articles you pick up? Do you have a, I don't think I've ever heard about like a store where you resell it or you just give it to the people that need it. Well, um, our so we do have three stores. Uh, well, we have several stores throughout Colorado, but we have three main ones. There's one in Boulder, uh, one in Parker, and one in Colorado Springs. And so we do offer, you know, the, the uh reused items, kind of like the Ark and, and Goodwill. Right, know, right. Um, we sell those at a fairly, I think they're affordable. But we also, through our um, core community centers, we can provide vouchers where if, you know, someone can't afford that, we can send them and, and we basically pay for those items. Well, that's a good deal. Yeah. So you're, whatever your need might be. Yeah, we, tr- we do our best. I mean, we um, certainly don't have an unlimited uh, pool of things wow. to choose from, but uh yeah, we do try to help folks out with those basic necessities as well. So talk about shelters a little bit. Do you need more shelters? Are you looking? Because, as you say, the need's going to continue to grow as the population of Denver continues to grow. Yeah, yeah. so we are um, exploring how we can uh, expand shelter uh, facilities. You know, we work with uh, Denver's Road Home and uh, the Rescue Mission and Volunteers of America and Catholic Community Charities to try to... to uh, work together on that that project and i think we all agree that there is uh, a need for more shelters um, especially in the family uh sheltering oh, area absolutely so um in, in metro denver now our lambeth center has 20 units uh, and we're one of the largest family shelters so if you think about that the largest family shelter has 20, 20 units. that's not right not right. enough. And, <clears throat> not enough. And so um, we are kind of exploring that area. What can we do to expand our family sheltering? Um, how can we use our resources to make that happen? Uh, and, you know, families are, I think, uh, the big challenge there is, is a lot of families, we just don't realize that they are homeless. Because, uh, you know, I think of my own experience, if, if I was struggling um, as a parent, one of the last things I really want to do is ask for help. 
And uh, so we have folks that are living in their cars. Uh, you know, you talk with uh, folks in the public schools, and you find out that there are kids that are homeless, that, that their parents are just trying to make ends meet. And maybe the way they do that is they live in an RV or a station wagon or a Suburban or something. Wow. And, uh, you know, it's not the healthiest environment to raise a child in. Um, it gets a little old and tedious after a while. You know, there's only so much time you can live in your car before it becomes wow. uh, detrimental. Absolutely. Right. So we want to work on helping uh, folks get into affordable housing. And so, yeah, we're looking at how we can expand that service. So is the Crossroads Center different than the Lambert Center? Yes. So Crossroads is is uh, only single men. Okay. Um, and it has a, a bed capacity of about 500. So uh, on the average, we're at about 480 to 500 a night uh, during the, the winter. Uh, interestingly, uh, Crossroads used to be just a seasonal shelter, so it only open you know November to April, right. and now we're open year round. Uh, and on the average, when you throw in the summer, and there were probably at about three hundred men a night who come to us. Some of those are in our um, MAT program that we do in cooperation with the city and county of Denver, and some are in a transitional living where we offer uh, um, almost an SRO, except it's in a dorm uh, capacity for sure. about sixty dollars a week. You can get a bed. Um, but you know, I mean, it's you're in the same room with 200 other guys. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, it's not exactly conducive to to long term living. And we have case managers on site that then try to help folks get into uh, get to resources. Hopefully, get into supportive housing. Uh, so that's different. And then Lambeth is the the family uh, shelter. And again, we have 20 uh, units there. <clears throat> we try to help folks at the longest stay there 90 days. And in that process, our case managers work with them to get them again into um, affordable housing so that they're um, into resources so they can be self-sufficient and hopefully get into a, a much better structured uh, family living environment. Do you help with the, uh, I don't think I've ever heard this, with the employment situation with these families, you help them find jobs or help them get some kind of an education that will help them find jobs. Yep. So our case managers, that's part of the, the, um, Part of the plan is that we don't, rather than uh, duplicating resources in the community, it's connecting folks with those resources. So if there's a, um, you know, if the education thing, we'll try to get them into the community college, get them connected with that. Uh, we are working on, um, we have a donor that left us some money, so we're developing a uh, scholarship program. Oh, great. So that we can help folks, you know, pay some of those tuition. Uh, we have at our um, Harbor Light facility, we have a culinary program. Uh, and we also do, we have a warehouse out in Aurora where we do some job training and get uh, get men forklift certified and that kind of thing. So we do uh, try to help with employment as we can. We also try to help with education. And how do you find the housing? You said 90 days, you, these families should yeah, have something. That's well, got to be hard. It is. Um, you know, some of it is helping folks uh, recognize that as much as we'd all like to live in a condo across from Coors Field, yeah. Uh, not going to happen. Not going to happen. So right. um, wow. some of it as well is helping folks to kind of take a step back. Um, the way I look at it is if you can help them with a, a safe, clean, a comfortable place to live, then that for the moment, that 90 days, that takes that worry off of their mind, and they can then focus on the steps that it takes to get to affordable housing. And uh, unfortunately, when folks are in kind of an emergency situation, sometimes it just seems so overwhelming um, you know, I think any of us that have been in an emergency, there's so many things that you think you have to get done. But sometimes if we can help with the first one and then our case managers help them think through, okay, so this is where you work. What is it going to, you know, how far out could you be from that? Where is affordable housing? So if you looked in this area, 
then how would you get from there to work? How would your kids get to school? What does wow. public transportation look like? That's what quite is, a process. It's quite a process. And uh, sometimes when you, you know, if you're, if you're living in your car and your biggest concern right now is how do I have enough gas in the tank to keep it warm overnight? Sure. Uh, you know, you can't think about, okay, so I could also though look in um, Castle Rock because, you know, rent is maybe $300 a month cheaper there. Um, you're just more concerned about what do I do tonight, not how do I make a plan long-term. So that's what our case managers do is try to get folks to make a plan and then help them work through that plan. We don't solve all their problems, but we help them see, okay, to get from A to B, what is it you need to do, and then work them through that. You know, most of us are blessed, and what you're talking about is just... Yeah, we take it, it for granted. It's just incomprehensible yeah. that that is actually happening maybe right in my neighborhood, but certainly in my town. It's, yes. That yeah. is happening. Yeah. The need is there. It is. And uh, <clears throat> I heard a statistic recently that about 60% of Americans are just one um, one catastrophic event away from being homeless. So, you know, it could be a, oh. a, a bad medical experience. Sure, sure. could be loss of a job. And, uh, you know, the little things that we take for granted snowball, and pretty soon it's, well, I can't pay the, I can't pay the rent, I can't pay whatever, and, you know, you're out on the street. And so it's important. Uh, one of the things that I think is really key to our programs is we try to give folks life skills because um, – you know, a lot of people just d- aren't good at planning right. or haven't thought about it. Life and skills. Those That's life key. skills, you know, so the basic key. skills there. So. Really is. Yep. Major Richard Pease, thanks for coming in today. You bet. Thanks for having me. And uh, one final push. Let's get some money in, ways yes. that we can donate and help the Salvation Army. Again, while you're out tomorrow shopping. Uh, or uh, Oh, they will be. <laughs> yeah. Or, or if you can't make it out tomorrow, today, uh, go online, imsalvationarmy.org. Uh, you can click right there and make a gift. If you're out tomorrow shopping, look for one of those red kettles. You you can't miss that bell. It's a specially oh, designed yeah. bell to cut through whatever <laughs> the sound is. You can hear it from miles away. That's the plan. Uh, those silver bells. Uh, right. You know, come out and uh, just put in a donation in one of those kettles. And we really want to say thank you to everyone who supports us. Thank you for coming in, Major. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening. It's Mile High Magazine. Have a great holiday weekend, and we'll talk to you all very soon.